Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. We're so blessed that you're joining us today. I know many of our listeners have a book inside of them, and the Lord has put it on their heart to to write that book, but you're not sure of how to go about it. I mean, you're not sure of the publishing options. You're not sure if you should hire an editor. You're not sure of a lot of things. About a year or so ago, I interviewed author Joseph M. Leonard on the process he used to write his amazing book, Terror Strikes, Coming Soon to a City Near You. And we had such an amazing conversation on this topic, and it helped so many people to find out just how they could write their own book and and that they've been carrying around on the inside of them for a long time, in some cases for years. Well, Joseph went to work, and he has just launched a book designed to take you basically by the hand and walk you through the entire process of writing and publishing a book. It's titled How to Write and Publish a Book. Go figure, right? Joseph has come back on the program today to share all about this great book with us. Help me welcome back to the program, Joseph M. Leonard. Joseph, it is such a blessing to have you back on the program, brother. Well, thank you for having me back. Uh, Good to be back on with the host with the most, as they say. Yeah. Appreciate it. Let me Uh, ask you, uh, at the time of this recording, I hear uh, Michigan had a little bit of cold weather up there, huh? You know what? I'm not going to complain. It it was rather cold. I peeked my head out this morning. Uh, People don't, your people uh, don't know because we haven't discussed. I have a myriad of health conditions, one of them being chronic fatigue, immune dysfunction. Uh, So I don't get out of bed normally before noon. So Mm. I'm up early today. Amen. (laughs) I peeked my head out. And it's not too bad today. It's uh, going up pretty good. But, yeah, it's pretty darn cold still in the early morning and late nights. But we've had a pretty mild winter this year, you know. Mm. You know, and, and no, not global warming. It's all cyclical, <laughs> you know. Sometimes we have nice winters. Sometimes we have the usual average winners, and sometimes we have, like, when I lived through the blizzard of 78 and the blizzard of 90, whatever it was, it's all cyclical. And, yeah, yeah, I was going to say good morning, but, you know, like I said, I'm not normally out of bed till noon, so (laughs) bah humbug on the morning thing. And uh, like I say in Terror Strikes, or I've said for decades, so I have my character, Martin, M-A-R-T-E-N, say in terror strikes coming soon to a city near you remember whether it's the temperature or whatever we're talking about in life remember things could always be better but they could often be worse and since we're here to talk about how to write and publish a book hints tips and techniques here's a hint for you if you like that line remember things could always be better but they could often be worse 
you shouldn't directly steal that line, of course. <laughs> it is in my book. <laughs> but if you like that line, you can borrow it. There's a couple ways go. to do that. Now, if your character is John Doe, you could say that John Doe recalls Martin in Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You saying, remember, things could always be better, but they could often be worse. So he's adopted that as his life philosophy, or you could mention me directly. You know, John Doe recalled Joseph M. Leonard saying in his Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You book, remember, things could always be better, or they could or they could often be worse. So, you know, and if you're writing nonfiction, that's certainly probably not something that would get in. <laughs> but, you know, if you're writing nonfiction, if you're using things from other books, you need a reference or a mm. citation section. Right. And you'd put the little citation number there and then include your source in there. And also, if you're writing a nonfiction that's dropping a lot of names, you want to make sure you have an index and you're right. cross-referencing where, like, if, if, well, how to write a book and get it published, hence tips and techniques, is really a nonfiction, but I don't have an index in it. I could, it would have been short. Robert Thibodeau's name would have a listing a couple times. So let me take that, <laughs> you know, be, that the the opportunity to one thank you for writing the forward to this book. So hey, if for no other reason you want to buy the book <laughs> so you can read what Robert had to say about it. Amen. And uh also for like you mentioned about a year ago we had that interview and I that was the impetus of this book. You and a half dozen other podcasters had me back on after discussing terror strikes coming soon to a city new you what was my process and the publishing options and all that so i said you know what that should be my next book mm -hmm. <laughs> and one of the hints tips and techniques in the book is if you're writing a nonfiction like i did here i stole the interviews right <laughs> i'm <laughs> i'm part of those interviews i have copyright to my own words and unless if you're on a broadcast that has the disclaimer at the beginning, all rights reserved to, and no parts of this broadcast may be, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, you knew I was doing this because I asked you in advance. Yeah. Uh, I took a couple of those interviews and had them transcribed. And then I was able to cut and paste pieces of those into different chapters where they related. So Amen. instead of taking six months to a year or two years to write that book, I turned it out in three months' time from concept to publishing, three months. Amen. <laughs> That's good. Amen. So for those that may not have heard our interview before, let's just back up a little bit. Share with us in your own words, who is Joseph M. Leonard? All right. Yeah. I, as you, I unplugged my home phone. But you hear it ringing anyway, because I didn't turn off my cell phone, and it's connected via Bluetooth to my uh, home phone. So, so, like, before the election, since I'm involved in politics, I had a lot of calls, so I always had to unplug the regular phone. So I did that. Uh, 
because for some reason, again, I'm getting a lot of calls again, but my cell phone doesn't normally ring during an interview. But of course, since I didn't turn it off today, it did. You know, go figure, right? <laughs> but anyway, I'm Joseph M. Leonard. It's L-E-N-A-R-D, no O in it. It's not pronounced Leonard. It's actually Polish in some way, shape, or form. It's not French. Uh, Amen. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, lineage. Uh, I'm Polish, German, Italian descent. Uh, born in the Detroit, Michigan area, raised here. I, Even though I'm not fond of these winters, I do choose to stay. <laughs> and I, I have to say Joseph M. Leonard because there is a Joseph Leonard out of North Carolina that is a Christian author. So obviously I have to make sure we have the distinction. I spent most of my life in information technology. Mm. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed that. But then I developed health problems and couldn't work anymore. So I'd been on Social Security Disability since 2004. I had leukemia in 2010, one of my myriad of health problems. So, you know, I've been in uh, remission since then for leukemia cancer. So, uh, you know, it's been interesting. Yeah, amen. <laughs> still but, here. You know, yeah, I'm still here, you know, and, you know, uh, you never know what tomorrow will bring until you greet that day, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, we covered this original subject on the podcast last year, as you said, but you've actually created an actual book that provides this information everyone can use to write and publish their own book. So what made you decide to go ahead and put this information in the book for? Well, like I said, uh, several, including you, have had me back to talk about that because they either have a book in them or they know others have a book in them, and the discussion would be helpful. So after those interviews, I went online and looked. And sure enough, there is how to write a book on Amazon. All kinds of books, how to just write a book up to uploading it onto Amazon, really short books. To me, that wasn't good enough. They didn't fulfill the questions you and others were asking. So I wanted to write and felt there was a market for uh, this kind of a book that took you from a basic concept into the writing process, your publishing options, and then what do I do after I publish? Because guess what? You're not done. Amen. <laughs> you just Amen. enter a new stage, marketing. Yeah. So Amen. I go into your marketing options and even what to expect out of reviews that you're not going to get a whole lot up front because unfortunately people will buy your book online, but most people that buy books online don't go back to leave a review. Even, you know, in, in, except for the internet trolls, <laughs> yeah. you know, that love yeah. being miserable and try love making everybody else miserable. So, you know, if somebody doesn't like your writing style or like you personally, like I said, I'm involved in politics. So 
I've had my haters for many decades oh, now, yeah. you know, so of course they attack me and attack my book has nothing to do with the quality of my book whatsoever. They just want to attack yeah. me, you yeah. know? So, <laughs> so, you know, reviews are maybe few and far between, but there are ways around that. There are sites that I go into that can help you solicit some early reviews okay. that you need to then help right. sell the book. Okay. So does your book walk a person through the entire process? In other words, t- uh, basically a, a take you by the hand type of book that the end yeah. result is the person completing and publishing their own book. I, I think the best, well, let me give out this web link. So I don't forget uh, to learn a bit more about this book and a couple of things that I didn't put in the book that you get for free online. Uh, Cause like I discuss in how to write a book and get it published, hence tips and techniques, a book is never finished, right? You could always add or change, revise, switch things around. There comes a point where you have to put a deadline and release the book uh, even to this day, terror strikes coming soon to a city near you. Just this morning, I was thinking, oh, darn it, I wish I would have said this. It, it was about Beirut, Lebanon, uh, you know, because terror strikes, a lot of terrorism over there, obviously. Uh, and I was thinking about how uh, another chapter deals with the Lachlan, uh, Nevada area uh, called the Pyramid. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I, when I was mentioning Beirut in that area, I left out the kind of cross-referencing point that Beirut used to be called the uh, Las Vegas of the Middle East. Well, mm. I, I think Morocco really is the Las Vegas of the Middle East. Beirut was more like the Atlantic City of the Middle East. <laughs> but, you know, it used to be so beautiful and a great tourist attraction. Uh, and, and until the Giza, as I call them, and you can go to terrorstrikes.info slash Gijas to find out what Giza means. Uh, but, uh, yeah, things could always be added that you think of later. But, you know, you can't take 30 years to write a book, <laughs> although Terror Strikes did take 15 years because I started it in 2006. But anyway, I said all that <laughs> to say this. The easiest thing is I'm holding up a piece of paper here is my table of contents. I'll I'll tell you what's in that. Oh, oh, that website I wanted to give you. I got sidetracked. Tinyurl.com slash write and publish supplement. Tinyurl.com slash write and publish supplement. There you could see the about the author, you could see about the book, and you could see about ISBNs and copyright that aren't in the book because they are something you've got to have. And if you go to upload to Amazon without them, you Mm. won't get it done. They won't let you. Then obviously that will be one thing you have to research yourself or as I go into on that web page and research is chapter four. But here's kind of the content. Chapter one, for starters, uh, these are just the chapters, not the sections like the forward is a section that you wrote. 
your story outline chapter two because that's where to start. Uh, table of contents outline, research, character development, scene development, deadlines and contracts, and that's an important one. Don't impose a deadline on yourself early on. You should only be considering deadlines when you're close to having a complete rough draft. Otherwise, you set yourself up to to not have the book quite as ready as you want it to be. Somebody like a Stephen King or a Tom Clancy, they've been writing a long time. You know, they can write to a once a year or every other year deadline to have a book. We generally aren't in that category. So just let your book flow. And when you feel it's ready, then say, okay, three months from now is my deadline and I will have it wrapped up by then. Chapter eight is publishing options. Nine is outsourcing. The forward outline, you may or may not have one in your book. Editing. Edit, 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 and edit again. Always edit. Have a million eyeballs on your book because there can always be a mistake. I was on one podcast who someone who has a Stephen King first edition that has mistakes in it. So that's kind of a collector's piece now. So yes, Stephen (laughs) King. Who Amen. probably has all kinds of people editing his books. Yeah. Still can have a mistake in his book. You probably will too. Now, one or two errors is okay. A thousand errors, you're in trouble. You're going to get a lot of negative reviews and you probably deserve it. So edit, edit, edit. Formatting and typesetting, cover design. Because despite the thing we all say, don't judge a book by its cover. That's a line of bull. Everybody's first thing they see is your cover. And if they don't like your cover, they're not going to pick it up. <laughs> That's true. That's After, true. Afterwards, marketing and reviews. Those are the chapters. Yeah. And, and most people, when they pick up a book because the cover grabbed their attention, what's the very next thing they do? They flip it over to the back. So that back cover is just as important. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, right. We we say the cover is the first important thing. The entire sleeve, which is your cover, your binding writing, and your back, that's a sleeve. I discussed that in the book, too, obviously, is indeed your important thing. Yeah, your cover, then what's on the back content of the book, because they'll flip it over. Then from there, you hope they may thumb through some pages uh, and decide to buy your book. Exactly. Let's go to the actual writing process. Okay. Uh, you know, first you have to have the concept and then an outline, and then you develop the outline into the story. Yes. Uh, everybody's process is going to be a little different. Like I, I think I said, during the interview last, uh, my stories mainly come to me through dreams. Now, like I had a dream last night about interdimensionalism and uh, about uh, having to correct something in one dimension or would screw up another reality. Now, I haven't written a sci-fi or, you know, uh, a fantasy type book in in a while so i i probably won't write that one 
but I did jot down notes. So be wary of your dreams. A good idea could come in a dream. And when you get up, jot down the ideas, jot down the, you know, a quick few bullet points. That's not your outline. That's just, you know, quick notes because you're going to forget it next week. <laughs> you, need a, you need a note as a reference. But yeah, you want to start out with a story outline. That's the first thing to create in a Word file in a folder that you... Oh, now the phone's going to ring again. I cannot believe this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, your story outline is your file that you want in your working title folder. And I go into all that in the book. You don't have to, you know, really know uh, about it till you read how to write a book and get it published, hints, tips, and techniques. I walk, and yeah, what you said, take you by the hand and walk you through it, which yeah. is, sounds better than lead you around by the nose, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the editing, because, well, I mean, writing the book is, is you, know, uh, you know, the concept, and then writing the outline, and actually, okay, whew, I got it done. <laughs> then... You know, a lot of people think, well, that's the hardest part, but it's the editing that's actually the hard part, right? That's one of the hard parts, yeah. And uh, before I go into that, I, I got another piece of paper. I just got an email from Angela Giacomo, who is the author of the Jackson McKenzie military uh, series. Uh, I'm on her email list Uh uh, I reviewed few, a couple of her books, and in fact, Angel is mentioned in How to Write a Book and Get It Published, Hence Tips and Techniques. She didn't write one of the praise blurbs, but she's mentioned in the About the Author because she wrote a review for My Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You that I thought was really good because uh, she mentions researching how she has to do so much research for her book and how important she saw how well I did the research in terror strikes coming soon mm. to a city near you being a historical fiction book. So I used part of her review in the about the author section of this book. And she sent out about her next book. I'm headed to bed as I just did a small rewrite on Forged in Fire and Blood and need to re-upload it to Amazon tomorrow. I am just waiting for a reply from my friend about a scene revision she said I needed to expand upon. And I mention that for two important reasons that are, of course, discussed in the book. A book buddy. Having a few book buddies. Someone you know, you trust, that you can share first your story outline and bounce the ideas off them. And they may give you some suggestions. Now, like they say, every everyone there. Oh, what's that saying? Everybody has an opinion, right? <laughs> they're, they're like a, <laughs> a hole, right? Mm. You know, everybody's got one. As the yeah. saying goes, uh, but you may take their advice, you may not, but it's good to have people to bounce it off of. And yeah. this Amen. applies to editing, too. And then also, that's the benefit of self-publishing or assisted publishing. You can make revisions even after the book is done 
a second edition real quick and upload it to Amazon easily. Whereas if you're going through a traditional publisher, that's a whole other process. But regarding editing, yes, edit, edit, edit. You should edit your own book several times. But the problem with that is we're human. And part of humanity is sometimes we see things that aren't there. We see what we expect to see rather than what is actually there. And you may be reading along and gloss over uh, a misspelling because you've actually, in your brain, you know your book, see the right word, even though it's misspelled, or the two conundrum, T-O, T-O-O, T-W-O. Spell checker and grammar checkers may not always catch you use the wrong two. And you need fresh eyeballs, and that's where book buddies, family, friends come in. When you've got your rough draft, to have them read it, if possible, print it out. Uh, That's kind of a pain. It takes quite a few pages, obviously. (laughs) And then mark it up with red marker or a red pen so it's easy to see. Uh, And help you find mistakes before you even go to a professional editor who is more a traditional Oxford English, uh, you know, school trained, uh, catches most of the, the grammar. But again, at the end of the day, your book is yours. Uh, you know, you probably aren't writing the next Shakespeare, right? So you don't want Oxford English. <laughs> uh, so a y'all, you know, if your character's from the Southern United States is going to say y'all rather than whatever else, you know? So regional dialects matter and especially your character's dialogue, as well as your own writing style at the end of the day is yours. So you don't have to accept every suggested change your editor Suggest he's writing it as if it is indeed, you know, uh, Oxford yeah. English Amen. rules. And Amen. your book may not be that way. You have a style you want to maintain, but you know, you're going to want to accept quite a few of the changes. But here okay. and there, uh, you, you want to maintain your style. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Joseph Leonard. He is teaching us and sharing with us insights and how to write and publish our own book. A lot of people I talk to have books inside of them. I have books inside of me too, praise God. But we don't know how to get it out. And he's been sharing with us the steps to take to to get started to edit, to go through this and get it published, get it out of you and out into the world where it will start helping other people and being a blessing to other people. Amen. All you got to do, drop down the show notes, click the link right there, order a copy of Joseph's book, How to Write a Book and Get It Published, and you will have basically Joseph himself, Joseph M. Leonard himself, taking you by the hand, walking you through the entire process. Praise God. And This is something that you can give to people you know who are writing a book. So order two, three, four copies, pass them out to your friends. Maybe if you have a book writing club, you could use that as a topic of discussion and and everybody can stay on the same page as you walk through writing your books together. Matt, you could turn this into a coaching program. Praise God. 
there's so many different things that you can do. But the good news is this is just part one. He's coming back again in the next episode, part two, and we'll conclude this great interview. So be sure to catch up with us then. Until then, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.